This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Other side of midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. One of the trends that's emerged in recent years is this trend of momfluencers. People that go on social media or on the YouTube, which I guess is a form of social media, and they give parenting advice. And they tell you all sorts of different things. And, you know, sometimes there's good advice. My wife sent me um, a video recently of a woman talking about how she tries to disgorge her toddler's tantrums when uh, when he has one, and or da- it was a daughter in the video, and she said, oh, we should try this the next time Carmine has a tantrum, and it's, it's good advice. We'll try it. But um, they're everywhere, these mom floors. One of the big ones was Ruby Frankie. Ruby Frankie would go on... The YouTube and give all sorts of parenting advice, including stuff like this. I know that her teacher is uncomfortable with her being hungry and not having a lunch. And it would ease her discomfort if I came to the school with a lunch. Um, But I, I responded and just said, Eve is responsible for making her lunches in the morning. And she actually told me she did pack a lunch. So the natural outcome is she's just going to need to be hungry. By the way, she's talking about her. So, uh, wonderfully edited cut there. Thank you. The uh, So she had this YouTube channel called Eight Passengers, in which she documented family life with her husband and their six children. Six children. Then, in December, she pleaded guilty to four counts of aggravated child abuse. News of her guilty plea came about three months after she and her business partner, Jody Hildebrand, were arrested and slapped with a whole slew of charges after Frankie's malnourished 12-year-old son, are you ready for this, escaped from a window of Hildebrand's home and showed up at a neighbor's door asking for food and water. The neighbor called police. Thank God. And uh, and the police, in their affidavit, described the boy as emaciated. He had open wounds, according to the cops, who I believe. He had open wounds on his body and duct tape wounds around his ankles and wrists. Investigators also found Frankie's 10-year-old daughter in Hildebrand's home similarly malnourished according to police both children appeared to be in her direct care with frankie's knowledge so at the time 
The children were taken to the hospital and put under the care of Utah's Department of Child and Family Services, along with their two minor siblings. Frankie and Hildebrand, meanwhile, were initially charged with six counts each of felony child abuse. In a statement following the arrests, the Washington County Attorney's Office in Utah accused both women of causing or permitting serious injury to the children via a combination of multiple physical injuries or torture, starvation, or malnutrition that jeopardizes life and causing severe emotional harm. Um, so ultimately, they she's giving parenting advice while she's binding her children, while she's starving her children, while she's abusing and, I think, torturing her children. But the viewers of her YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, that's what it was called, they had accused Frankie of child abuse long before she was taken into custody. Because, it look, you heard her describing how her child's teacher wanted to meet with her because she was sending her to school without lunch. Because she said, oh, my daughter's responsible for her own lunch. Now, I'm okay with, you know, giving your children some responsibility for their own actions Starving your children is not at all okay. The viewers knew there was a problem. And if this child hadn't run away to the neighbor begging for food, who knows how long this would have continued. So they cited, the viewers, all the cruel parenting techniques that she described openly on her channel, like withholding food as punishment. News of this arrest last year was met with relief from her sisters who are, are you ready for this? Also parenting influencers, Ellie Metchum, Julie Griffiths, Deru, and Bonnie Holine, who said in a joint Instagram account statement that the arrests needed to happen. Frankie's eldest and estranged daughter, Shari, shared a similar sentiment on social media. Finally, she wrote on an Instagram story on August 30th after her mom's arrest. This is what she said. Me and my family are so glad justice is being served. As part of the plea plea agreement, Frankie agreed to testify against Hildebrand. And now it looks like she is getting a sentence of no um, no more than 30 years. That's the maximum permissible under state law. Here is Miss Frankie in court yesterday or the day before. I've lost track of the days of the week apologizing for what she said occurred. I would like to make a statement without any intent to change my stipulated sentence. For the past four years, I've chosen to follow counsel and guidance that has led me into a dark delusion. My distorted version of reality went largely unchecked as I would isolate from anyone who challenged me. I was led to believe that this world was an evil place filled with cops who control, hospitals that injure, government agencies that brainwash, church leaders who lie and lust, husbands who refuse to protect, and children who need abused. My choice to believe and behave this paranoia culminated into criminal activity for which I stand before you today ready to take accountability. 
DeBrant was never my business partner, nor was I ever employed by her. I have never received wages from her or connections. Jody was employed as my son's counselor in 2019, and in 2020 I paid her to be my mentor. It is important to me to demonstrate my remorse and regret without blame. I take full accountability for my choices, and it is my preference that I serve a prison sentence. Couple of things about this were interesting. One is I, I honestly don't know how anybody could do this to a child, let alone multiple children. I just don't know. The the abuse that she put these children through goes far beyond starving them, which would be enough. She would force them to do very arduous physical tasks in extreme heat, without shoes, without socks, without water. They would be forced to stand on hot concrete in the summer heat for hours, sometimes days at a time. They were beaten and regularly bound by their hands and their feet. The injuries were so severe that these children required hospitalization. Had the older children not had the courage to run away and ask the neighbor to call police, who knows where they'd be today? And she was documenting this. I don't know that she documented every detail, but she documented enough on social media. So a couple of things strike me about this. One, how many of these other, I don't even know what you want to call this, tough love momfluencers are out there on YouTube right now raising concerns about how they're treating their children and should the authorities be involved in some of those? I don't know. Two, that statement she made in court I found so interesting because she talks about being essentially, she didn't use the term, but essentially being brainwashed into believing the world is a dangerous place, a terrible place, the cops are corrupt, the hospitals hurt you, everybody's out to get you. And I have to tell you, I don't know if it's something about overnight radio where the people that listen tend to uh, you know, be on a different schedule at the very least than the rest of the world or whether it's the people that call who tend to need someone to talk to or not everybody, but a, a significant percentage or they're lonely. But I have been blown away at some of the calls that I've gotten on the radio over the last four years especially, but even the last 10, but especially these last four of people that view the world similarly to Miss Frankie. People that believe the world is an evil place, that everybody is out to get them, that um, the, the world is dangerous. I listen to, I go out there uh, in the world every day, I think the world's a pretty great place. And then I hear people calling into the radio and describing a world that I don't recognize. And I just wonder how many other people are living the kind of delusional existence that Miss Frankie is living or was living. I find it really bizarre. If you want to comment, you uh, I'd be curious to get your take. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. She did express remorse and she said she took full accountability 
for the choices that uh, that she made. You know, I'm not a big advocate of putting people in prison. I think the only people that should really be in prison are folks that hurt people, right? This is someone who is tailor-made, as far as I'm concerned, for being in prison. This is someone who has done a lot of damage. And do you think her six kids are going to be able to turn off this abuse like a light switch and go on and live a normal life? No, this kind of abuse is going to be with them. For for starters, it may be physically with them forever, but psychologically and emotionally, do you know the difficulty that this is going to lead to in terms of them having relationships later in life, relationships with friends, with authority figures, romantic relationships. The damage that she has done to her children is extraordinary. And I hope she does serve three decades in prison, as does uh, Miss Hildebrand, because as far as I can tell, this is just evil. Absolutely evil. And her estranged husband, Kevin, has filed for guardianship over their uh, teen daughter as the younger kids remain in state custody. So we'll see where that goes. I just don't know how anybody can do this to a child, let alone multiple children. 800-848-9222. She would call her children on the show, on the YouTube channel, her six little chicks. And she would call herself a mama duck. And according to the media reports, um, the mama duck did apologize to her six little chicks uh, in court yesterday. And she says she's not going to appeal. So maybe she is serious about taking some responsibility for what she did here. I find this to be horribly egregious uh comment uh, if you like 800-848-9222 800-848-9222 the the other issue involving uh parenting which i uh, think is um similarly odd although by no means in the same ballpark as what this woman did is what's going on in alabama by now i'm sure you've heard about it there's been a ruling by the alabama supreme court where they've ruled essentially that frozen embryos have all the rights of people. And now doctors and patients are already rethinking fertility treatments after the Alabama Supreme Court ruled last week that frozen embryos should receive legal protections as unborn life. The University of Alabama at Birmingham paused in vitro fertilization treatments, citing the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages for following the standard of care. And medical professionals throughout the state are questioning whether they'll need to overhaul their approach to IVF, most likely in ways that could make it riskier, more expensive, and more painful for women that are trying to conceive. If you're not up on this, The Alabama Supreme Court ruled Friday that frozen embryos are legally children, making it a crime to destroy those embryos. This is a dangerous ruling, a dangerous ruling. Doctors performing IVF typically to try to retrieve as many eggs as possible. They fertilize them and then transfer a fertilized egg back into the patient. And the rest are kept frozen because it often takes more than one transfer to get pregnant, and the frozen embryos are also there if the patient decides to, um, you know, have more children later. 
under the current Alabama ruling, patients nor physicians nor IVF labs are going to be willing to have frozen embryos. So we're going to see what other conservative states do if they follow Alabama's lead on this. But uh, I think this is potentially something that's going to hurt a lot of families that are looking to conceive through IVF because it's going to make IVF more expensive and less widely available. You know whose children were conceived through IVF? Mike Pence. Mike Pence's children were conceived through IVF. Imagine, and I'd be curious, I don't know if he's weighed in on this, but Nikki Haley has. She says she understands it. She uh, told NBC News, embryos to me are babies. And when you talk about an embryo, you're talking about to me, that's a life. And so do I see that's where they're coming from when they talk about that. I think this is, uh, I think this is terrible, honestly. I know many couples, including some in my family, actually, that have had children through IVF. And, I mean, they don't live in Alabama, and I don't, they don't live in states where this is likely to occur. But if it did, and you got to the point where more people would pause IVF treatment, I think that would be a shame. The couples that I know that went through this, it costs a fortune. I, I don't know that, uh, you know, that, that we could have gone through it. My wife and I don't, I don't know that we have the money because sometimes your insurance covers, sometimes you don't. And... um I think this is just a disastrous ruling. So I'm curious if um, President Trump's going to say anything in response because he's been one of the people that have said publicly that the Republicans have gone too far on the abortion issue and it's hurt them in the election. So I'm wondering if, and I hate to boil this down to a political issue, but I'm wondering if he's going to come out and say uh, that no, Alabama's gone too far. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Rod is in Pennsylvania. Hi, Rod. Good morning, Frank. How are you? Morning. My comment is uh, there are a lot of adults, and I call them adults, quotations, that should not breed. Just Caucasians? Huh? Just Caucasians? No, should not breed. Right. Okay. It sounded like you said Caucasians, though. No, no. The, unfortunately, there are people who should not breed. And if you want to adopt a child, and I don't know if you know anybody who has experience with this, but I do, the classes and the tests and the things you have mm. to go through is unbelievable. And yet this stuff happens. And, you know, it, it's just crazy. I agree with you. I mean, um, and I don't really know what the solution is, Rod. Rod, thanks for the call. But it's just, uh, to me, it's uh, abysmal, uh, atrocious, evil is is the only word that comes to mind when somebody would do this to their children. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. You know, I'm significantly older than my siblings, who are technically half-siblings. And I still think of when my brother Alexander was about five years old one time and I was a teenager and we were somewhere, we were, you know, in a swimming pool somewhere or on vacation and he was being really bratty, really difficult. And uh, I grabbed his wrist very hard and, and pulled him away from whatever he wasn't supposed to be doing, in part because he wasn't supposed to be doing it and in part because I was frustrated that he w- wouldn't stop misbehaving and whining. And I, and I heard him, you know, for uh, you know, a minute. I heard him 
when I grabbed his wrist so hard. And he said to me, he turned to me and said, Frankie, why did you do that? That so broke my heart that decades later, that sticks with me. I'm almost traumatized from that incident of my little brother saying, Frankie, why did you do that? And that to think something that I did hurt him. And I've told my brother Alex this story many times over the years. He doesn't remember it. But uh, but I do. And I play that scene out all the time in my head. And I just can't imagine how a parent, that was just a brother, I can't imagine how a parent can be at the point where they will actually starve their children, make them stand on the concrete in the heat and do these arduous physical tasks for days on end and not have that sort of remorse and not have any sort of conscience where they where they think maybe they're not doing the right thing. I don't get it. 800-848-9222-800-848-9222. You know, somebody wrote me, I believe it was Igor in New Jersey that first wrote me about this, that Jimmy Kimmel, who hosts the late night show on ABC, he is hinting that this is the final two years of his contract. And look, he's been on the air a while. It's hard to believe because he is still young looking and he does, you know, he started when he was young. But he has been on the air for 21 years in late night. And he admits every spring he thinks he might call it a day. But then after a little time away, he says he starts to miss the fun. Uh, here he is talking about how this might be the the end, his final two years here. Kimmel's going to stay for a little while, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking it out. It is incredible that I'm still on the air. I uh, guess I learned on the job. You know, like if I was a pilot, the whole plane would have crashed. Well, it's, it's actually not uh, necessarily him hinting that he's going to leave, but he told the L.A. Times that I think this is my final contract. I hate to even say it because everyone's laughing at me now each time I think that, and then it turns out not to be the case. I still have a little more than two years left on my contract, and that seems pretty good. That seems like enough. That's what he said. And basically, you know, he did this podcast during the writer's strike with Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver, and he said that he'd considered leaving before. As you know, I was very intent on retiring right around the time where the strike started. And now I realize like, oh, yeah, it's kind of nice to work. I I mean, you you know, when you are working, you think about not working. Are we to take you at your word that you were you were seriously considering this? I really was. I think I told you that privately. Right. And so apparently he's seriously thinking about it. So Igor wrote me. And says, this is your chance, meaning my chance, meaning I should look to succeed Jimmy Kimmel in two years. Now, it would be fun to do a late night uh, TV show. I enjoy the late night medium quite a bit. But uh, I'm first and foremost a, a radio guy. However, I really don't think that I'd ever be seriously considered by a network like ABC, which is owned by Disney, because of all of the crazy things that I say on a daily basis and that I've said over the years. I mean, in this day and age, you could really just take what I've said on any issue. I'm, and, uh, you know, I'm not at all politically correct. I don't um, 
you know, I, I don't tow the ABC party line on many of the key issues that they value these days. And I think basically if the corporate people didn't run from that, I think a lot of the advertisers would. And, you know, honestly, not that Jimmy Kimmel had any name recognition before he started. Basically, he was the co-host of The Man Show and the sidekick on uh, Win Ben Stein's Money. But I think now he's built this into something, a major franchise. I don't think that... Um, I don't. I don't think they would give it to someone like me. I think they'd probably want to pick someone with a little bit more name recognition. So um, you know, I don't know. But I appreciate the thought. And if you think it's a good idea, feel free to write to the folks at ABC and um, and encourage them to uh, you know to consider me. All right. Um, this person wrote me on Twitter saying, "I'm not sure if Frankie Ruby herself did any real chargeable physical abuse." She was somewhat strict slash abusive, but not to the extent that she could possibly be prosecuted in court. It was the other lady that she sent her kids to live at where the extreme abuse happened. And it could be she wasn't aware of the abuse that was happening there. I'm not defending the mother, but she wasn't the one where the main abuse happened. I believe she was most she was charged mostly with neglect. Yeah, I, I really part company with you. Um, first of all, if that's the case, if your children are being abused, the fact that you don't know about it, I think is uh, not a sufficient excuse at all. Um, but to me, it does sound like she knew about it. I mean, she's bragging about the fact that uh, that her children were going to school without any lunch and she's saying that that's her responsibility, the daughter's responsibility. So, no, I, I don't accept that at all. I don't think you're right. I respectfully disagree. Uh, you're welcome to comment. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Robert is in Suffolk. What's on your mind, Robert? Hi, Frank. Man, that woman is a sadistic sociopath. I agree with you. She ducked she their kids to keep them prisoner. Yeah, it's horrible. That's what the duct tape was for, so they couldn't escape. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think it gets much worse than this, Robert. Oh, my God. You notice that there is not one drop of emotion in her voice? I did notice that. Yeah, I mean, she sounds almost like a robot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I cannot feel anything for this woman. She feels nothing. That's that's the hallmark of someone who is mentally and emotionally disturbed. Yeah, I concur with you, Robert. I think, um, look, uh, like I said, I don't root for anybody to go to prison. This is someone that I am glad is going to be uh, locked away from other human beings for the foreseeable future. Robert, thank you. 800-848-9222. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash MoranoFam. And you can join our Facebook group. In addition to participating in discussions about the show, we post all the music that we play there each and every 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 day, uh, so you can uh, just search Morano Radio Fans and Haters, and we will uh, you'll see the music every morning that we've played during the show. Larry is in Pennsylvania. Hi, Larry. Yeah, Frank. Good morning. Uh, big fan of the show out here in Pennsylvania. Thank you. And I heard you talking about the kids and parenting this morning. Just wanted to. Uh, let you know a little saying that I heard from my mom, and uh, it couldn't be any truer. She uh, she said to me, it takes a license to fish. 
but right. not to have children. Well, I mean, that <laughs> it's very true. And when you put it that way, it, does, uh, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, right? I mean, uh, I'm not sure what the solution is. I certainly wouldn't want couples appearing before some government board explaining why they're fit to be parents. It sounds like something that would happen in communist China. But when you put it that way, Larry, it certainly sounds like, um, it certainly sounds like there's a, a problem with some of the people that choose to become parents these days. Bingo. And maybe always. Larry, thanks for the call and your uh, your nice words about the program. Noam Layden is here. We'll talk with him about some of the other items in the news, uh, some other stories that you may have missed. We'll get into it straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. I used to visit all the very gay places, come what may places, where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life to get the feel of life from jazz and cocktails. The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces with distinguished traces. That used to be there, you could see where they'd been washed away. This is Lush Life by Billy Strayhorn. This is a birthday bumper music selection from our friend Meryl Rosner, who is uh, not only a wonderful listener and a wonderful person, but a tremendous artist. In fact, I'm looking above Gnome Layden's desk right now, and he has a Meryl Rosner cartoon, a depiction of him above his desk right now. Happy birthday, Meryl. May your wishes come true today. And always, and if your wish was for a little more gnome laden, congratulations, that wish has already come true. Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. From New York City, the other side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Gnome Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Hello, no. Good morning, Frank. Household debt is reaching record highs. And more than 60% of Americans now today, this is a high number, are living paycheck to paycheck. It's one of the higher numbers that has been recorded in the last couple of decades usually hovers in the 50% mark, but 60% is pretty high. So how about we solve this problem by paying people every single day? 
This is an idea that's been floated, and some corporations are starting to institute it here in the United States. Around the world, if you go to Europe and the U.K. today, there's a fair amount of companies that will pay you at the end of every single day. That money will be transferred into your account, just like it is now every two weeks. The thought here is if Americans are struggling so much to live paycheck to paycheck and they fall behind on credit cards, they have a hard time paying for the groceries, filling the gas tank, why not give them their pay? at the end of every single day. And the other thought is, you know, what Americans are doing now in record numbers are they're taking these payday loans because they can't wait those two weeks. It's so long from paycheck to paycheck that they go to these loan companies that are just really horrendous, charge incredibly high interest, but you get that instant money in your bank account, a couple thousand dollars maybe, but then you end up paying like $5,000 for that $1,000 loan. So one way to get rid of those vultures is to pay people every day. So Walmart has started doing this. They offer it. Amazon's doing it as well. If you work for either of those companies and you say, hey, I want that pay at the end of the day, it'll show up in your bank account. Now, will it expand to other companies? It hasn't really taken off, but workers are asking for it. They're saying, hey, I am having a hard time filling the gas tank. Inflation's really hitting me hard. Pay me at the end of the day. I would think, though, that I mean, that's interesting and I haven't heard of this. But I would think that if you, uh, let's say, have to pay your rent and make a mortgage payment, then it would involve, if you'd opted for this daily payment process, you would have to squirrel away a little bit of money each day to save in order to pay for your mortgage or your rent. Whereas people that get paid, say, every two weeks, they'll take their mortgage or their rent out of that. And I just wonder if maybe if there's inadequate budgeting – If you're getting paid daily, if that would lead to more people falling behind on their rent or their mortgage. Well, no doubt that's part of the reason that uh, so many Americans have record debt level. They own the credit card company so much money because they're not very good at budgeting. Sure, But you have these other people who say, hey, even a quart of milk or filling my gas tank is really hard in between paychecks. So if you paid me every day, I wouldn't have those struggles. I'd be able to put my head on the pillow and fall asleep at night. Interesting. That is interesting. So we'll see if it expands in the U.K., by the way. Uh, there are 97% of the companies that have taken part in this daily pay say it's been hugely successful. And they say that their employees have this new sense of financial security. They feel good about it. So nobody's really saying what you're saying, that maybe at the end of the month they find themselves in trouble that they can't pay that mortgage nugget or the rent Interesting, because they're getting paid every day. Okay, that's interesting. Have you ever wondered about this? Whenever you watch on TV the cops stopping a car, they'll pull up to the car, and you've seen these scenes, and maybe you've been stopped yourself and you've seen this by yourself. The police officer will walk up to the driver's side of the car, but the first thing that they do is touch the back of the car. Have you seen this before? I I don't think I've noticed that. Look at any movie where there's a police stop. Mm-hmm. Invariably, you'll see this. The police officer touches the top back of the car, then walks up to the window, asks for the driver's license and the insurance information, and you know carries on with whatever's going on. So I was curious about this because I've been stopped, and I've seen this happen before I, for speeding <laughs> a few times. Mm-hmm. Touch the back of my car. I went, what the hell is that all about? So I did a little research, and I found out that the reason they touch the back of the car is the first thing 
is to make sure that the trunk is closed and that something's not about to happen to them. If someone's going to jump out of the trunk, tack them, something weird's going on in the trunk. So tap that back of the trunk, make sure it's closed. The other, actually, is to leave their fingerprints on the car and, and in case something really awful goes mm. wrong, then you have that you can be the police officer can be connected to that crime by our fingerprints being on the car that car's ever stopped they're able to then say oh this is connected to how this police officer was hurt or harmed so there you go the answer to why they touch the back that's of the good car. to know i'm going to be more observant the next time i see one of these police stops either in real life or on television you'll see it not every cop does it. not every police department tells their officers to do it but a hell of a lot of them do actually hmm. tell their officers touch the back of the car I, I before suppose you walk it makes up. sense although it, the issue with someone hiding in the trunk i would think I, that most trunks these days to avoid someone being held captive in there have a situation where there's something where you can release the trunk That's from right. the inside so if someone if the trunk is closed and someone's in there and is going to come after the cop I would think they would just pull that lever from the inside. They could right? do that. Yeah. It's I mean, you know, it's not a full full safe program, Fair but it's just enough. something that they do. Gotcha. I heard you earlier talking about the fact that a plate of food yes. has ended up in the refrigerator here at uh the home station, WABC, right. that has your name on it. And what else does it say? It says the other side of leftovers for Frank Morano. Okay. And today's date. So I was going to update you on the story. I was actually waiting to get more information. Right, okay. But you had asked me, you said, do you know who's behind this awful note that showed up on the refrigerator? What is it now? Maybe two weeks ago. That was semi-threatening. Yeah, maybe yeah, less yeah, yeah. than two weeks right. ago saying whoever is eating food out of the refrigerator, uh, stop it. But I think it was more graphic than that. Yeah. I don't remember the exact wording. And so I started to do some research because you said, hey, do you yeah, know who's behind exactly. this? I now know, as of yesterday, and I can only guess maybe they're behind this plate of food as well. Wow. The person came to me. They said they do not want to be identified, so I will uh, protect my sources and my information. But this is the person. They gave me very detail by detail uh, of what took place when you, he says, stole his food out of the refrigerator. Uh, So it's a he. Okay. Yes. So it was two guys. You know both of them, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. They asked not to be identified. They said they had gone out to lunch. This is, what, nine days ago, something like that, to a Chinese restaurant. And on the way out, they actually ordered something a little extra. They liked the dumplings at this place. Apparently, the dumplings are spectacular. In a moment, you can tell me whether that's true or not. And so they came back to the uh, radio station and they said oh let's put this in the refrigerator we'll have this for lunch tomorrow the dipping sauce the whole works and so their outrage came the next day when they opened the refrigerator and these dumplings were gone and they came to me because they said they had heard you talking about this or they hadn't heard you but they heard secondhand right, right, right. that you had been talking about this on the air that you had eaten these dumplings and they wanted to know was it frank who had actually taken these dumplings out of the refrigerator and eaten them. And I was able to confirm to them that, yes, it probably was. you should have directed them to the podcast so at least we get the new listenership. Well, so I showed them the note. Yeah, oh, well, they can go back and listen, absolutely. And maybe they will now. Fair enough. But I showed them the note, which was your excuse of why you were able to eat it. They were just outraged, by the way. Well, did they say anything about why they're not labeling their food? I asked them about that. They said they shouldn't have to label their food. They said labeling oh. in their food is about it being thrown out at the end of the week. They say if it's just going to be in there for 24 hours like it was, and it would have been in this case if you had not eaten their dumplings, they would have had it the following day, eaten it, and it would have been in the trash can, no problem there. Second, I did not eat the dumplings. I ate the spring rolls. 
Right. I left the dumplings. So if those dumplings were eaten, they were eaten by someone else. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's another part of the story I'll have and, to investigate. And you know what? What happens is that's what happens when food's not labeled. When food's not labeled, it's up for grabs. Okay. So now let's forward the story to the yes. fact that you have this plate Present of day. food in the refrigerator with your name on it. Yesterday, we had Chinese food for lunch here at the radio station, and someone plated you some food with your name on it. Was it just a moment where people thought, well, geez, Frank never gets to enjoy lunch here because he's not here at lunchtime? Or is there more something more sinister involved I, in that plate of food? I'm betting that there's something more sinister. So do you think someone's trying to poison you? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, they didn't They didn't put aside anything for poor Tony or Matt Blaze. Well, they also don't eat other people's lunches. You're the only person that's eaten other people's lunches. No, I know I'm that the only one that has admitted to, eating to, lunches, to yeah. taking unlabeled food right, from the refrigerator. Right. So now I think what I'm going to do, have you eaten this plate of food? Absolutely not. Okay, so I'm going to uh, see if I can find somebody in the next 24 hours. Or even less, because I need to do that. Well, who will test this food? Eat anything. Well, no, I'm going to have this food tested. <laughs> uh, oh, I see. Because okay. I want to see if anybody's done anything with this food. If they had, of course, this becomes just an explosive story. No, if no someone's doubt about done it. something to this food, no doubt that about it. That they're not just angry, but they're trying to get revenge. Also, it is not necessarily a prudent strategy when there's a plate of rice, which is the same food that's on the plate. That's out there, unlabeled for people to take. Why wouldn't I just take the unlabeled rice? Well, they, I think they thought the food would be gone by the time you got I here. That's see. what I'm guessing. Okay. That's see, why this, they plated this, your this, food. This, this, this plan could only have been concocted by someone that was short-sighted enough to not label their food to begin with. All right. That's well, the situation. I'm going to see if I can find somebody who can test this for me right I away. It. I imagine I'll be, have no problem doing that. Thank you very and much, And I will no. get back to you to let you know if someone messed with it. Film at 11. Thank you, No. And now you know the rest of the story. Hey, you know whose birthday it is today? George Washington, who, according to historians, is the third greatest president of all time. Where these historians got their historian license, I'll never understand. But there you have it. Uh, We want to wish a happy birthday posthumously to our third. Our third greatest president, according to that bizarre study of rankings that was released the other day. So happy birthday, George Washington. Also, a number of other political figures uh, celebrating their birthday today, many of whom uh, posthumously. The former senator from Massachusetts, Ted Kennedy. Jalisco, Jalisco, Jalisco. Putenes to Novia, me Muchacha bonita, la perlas masra, en todo el isca, es me guadalara. Ah, Jalisco no te rajes, me sala de la mo- so happy birthday, April todo el pecho, echar ese grito, que lindo es el isco. Palabra, Laredo, will you help us out? Will you vote for Barack Obama? Thank you very much. People wonder how Obama won the election. That's how. Singing surrogates like Ted Kennedy. 
Obviously, he passed away in uh, 2009. Today also would have been Sparky Anderson's birthday, the great baseball manager, one of the greatest of all time. So uh, if it's your birthday today, you are celebrating with some very well-known names, George Washington, Merrill Rosner, Sparky Anderson, and several, several others, including... Ted Kennedy. All right, we'll do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. Uh, we didn't have enough time for 15 seconds of fame yesterday because um, my friend Sid Rosenberg walked in. We chatted with him, so we'll make up for it today. If you want to comment for 15 seconds, be my guest. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano. Late great Andy B for this terrific song. Oh, by the way, today was also um, today is also Drew Barrymore's birthday. I should have mentioned that as well. And you know, Andy B has this has this uh, song that says talking about aliens and UFOs. One thing I did want to mention before we get out of here, maybe we can follow up more on this tomorrow. Congresswoman Anna Luna, a Republican, I believe, from the state of Florida, she described how she concluded UFOs are of non-human origin based on classified information. And, well, l- let me play for you what Congresswoman Luna, uh, Anna Polina Luna, had to say. So I got men in black. I know a lot of people are going to be like, that's crazy. But ultimately what happened is being a member of Oversight, we follow up with whistleblowers and we also can conduct our own investigation. So myself, Representative Burchett from Tennessee, and Representative Gates uh, were on a small codel to the panhandle because a whistleblower came forward from Eglin Air Force Base pilots to Representative Gates' office saying that the Air Force was essentially covering up UAP activity and we needed to look into it. So we coordinated the meeting. Uh, Pentagon tried to initially cancel the first one. We got it back on the books. I can tell you, based on my investigations, not in a classified setting, that I absolutely believe that there is um, things that are advanced technologies not of human origin and then we conducted the interview with david grush as you saw it was one of the most widely attended congressional hearings in u.s history the information that was brought forward was particularly alarming because you're hearing about people that have potentially been murdered and covering up this information and uh, it was very interesting that's pretty interesting i don't think she's making that up 
And that's a congresswoman saying, essentially, she that was her words, she got men in black. She concluded how UFOs are of non-human origin based on classified information and how men in black and CIA operatives tried to prevent UFO-related briefings occurring. So it's interesting. I'm going to reach out to um, Congresswoman Luna, see if she wants to come on the show to talk about it. But uh, I found those comments really, really interesting. All right. Uh, We're going to give you an opportunity to be heard for 15 seconds, 800-848-9222. You want to follow me on uh, Facebook? You can, facebook.com slash MoranoFan. But first... The other side of midnight. This is 15 seconds of fame. Raji! Dear Curtis, before your mayoral run, you excoriated talk radio hosts who played music. Since your return to WABC, however, you yourself have been playing extremely loud, annoying music, you hypocrite. Mike! Morning, Frank. $50 in your checking account. Maybe it's time you go down to the Stop and Shop, get yourself a shopping cart, a good roller, and start walking the neighborhood for bottles and cans. Dress nicely so as not to be mistaken for a homeless guy. E. Frank. Yes, uh, superstar uh, Mario Bergoglio, Pope Francis I, and Timothy Cardinal Dolan. No, I'm celebrating the season of Lent. But when that guy said that St. Cecilia was a whore, they're not talking about prostitution or street walking. They're talking about the woman's understanding of Christ. Rocco. Shake your jack off. Robert. Hey, Frank, ever see the movie The Island with Scarlett Johansson? I don't think so. It's about cloning. Uh, they were bred to be replacement parts. Interesting. 800-848-9222. Ron. The Legends Diner in Secaucus, New Jersey. The best old-fashioned tin diner adorned with uh, black and white Hollywood photos. The best food, prices, and portions. Legends Diner in Secaucus, New Jersey. Visit us. Cheech. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's a moron, it's a moron, it's a moron, it's a moron. <laughs> we have two of them now. How great is that? 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. 9222 Peter. Yes, hello, Frank. Uh, in some states, all it takes is one sixteenth percent. Tell that to Sydney when he's criticizing black women. John. Oh, boy, we're starting a trend here. All right, we'll end it there. That slams the lid on things for today. You know, sometimes people will write me that I don't leave enough time for 15 seconds of fame. And when I get that, I just think, what are you really missing? Are you really missing another 30 seconds of people saying Sid Zamora? How is your day at all affected by, by that? But I guess it is. All right. Uh, back tomorrow with a little Ask Frank Anything. And i uh, got some other stories that I've been working on uh, bringing to your attention that uh, I think you're going to find really interesting. And, of course, denunciations, a Friday special. Until then, Frank Moreno, good day.